Sticky Onions Gyro Wrap it up PETA Oh uh, Let us pray Giddy a lay song Oh my god Turn down this BBC I gotta I gotta say something to the people about college football. That's not the right remote because we don't have surround sound, so we have to actually go to the TV. Wow, that's lame. I love Raja Krishnamurthy. He's one of the best uh, bipartisans in the house. And um, Raja's saying, you know, why not Jim Jordan? Republicans are saying, yeah, we know Jim Jordan. We had Matt Gates like, hey, uh, I know that people think that I'm a pedophile. I'm not. But the thing is, like Kevin McCarthy, he's basically China because California, I mean, got to get him out of here. And Matt Gates is like doing the right thing, I think. He's like, well, let's, let's put Raja and the Democrats in on this and let's, let's get J- Jim Jordan in there. He soaks. He's from Utah. I soak. So I do the right thing. I think that that's good. Mormon, Mormonism is awesome. Armenian apocalyptic or uh, 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 what is it? Armenian uh, uh, apostolic because they're apostles. Apostolic Church is awesome. Mark Garrigus, my attorney, called today. He said we're working on something for you, and I said good because these guys are trying to wrestle me to death, and I've never wrestled in my life. And the one fight I was in on East Campus when I lived on University in 2014. Actually, it was 2013, I think. Yeah, it was the spring. And this girl was, like, from Stevens College, and she had come over. We were, like, partying with I don't know why. And they were over there, and she was like, yeah, this guy keeps following me around. And this guy was outside. He, he literally was following her around. So I went outside. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, what, what do you mean? He was just, like, being a punk in the street. So I proceeded to... And I was kind of drunk. It was like a C4 and vodka kind of night. So I was like amped up and buzzed. It was nice. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. But for her, you know. And so, I, you know, it was good. I did a good job. But then he like tried to grab me by the legs and do some like fucking weird wrestling move. I'm like, that's not how you, that's not how you do things. That's not how you street fight, bro. But he proceeded to do that, which you'd never see on the East Coast. You'd never see, I don't think you'd see that in St. Louis, really, um, or Chicago. Like, nobody would try to wrestle somebody in a street fight. I think that's kind of gay. But that's what this guy, he tried to, like, grab my legs. But, like, he was down. Like, he was on the ground. Like, I had already won. And he's just like, okay, okay, okay. I'm like, but you have me. You you won't get a hold of my, I mean, you won't let go of my legs. So I was just, like, I kept wailing on him. And finally, my friend comes out. He's like, he's like, get, get off. And, and I was like, okay, I'll get off him. But he's like, he's got my legs locked, literally. So I don't know who would win in, in that situation. Again, I never wrestled. But I would say that if he had my legs locked for a little longer, it wouldn't have been too good. Wouldn't have been too good. But I would say sounds like a fair trade to me. Anyway, uh, system of a downside. System of a downside. 
I'm not a fighter. I haven't ever fought. I'm not an armed and dangerous person. I don't have any weapons, for example. I'm not even Armenian, like Drew thinks that I am. Followed me from Chaminade, uh, West Hills, California. He's like, he's like I, I swear this guy's Armenian. He's been in one of the camps with us. I'm like, what are you talking about, camp with you? You know, Drew, if you want to, like... You want to take me out to dinner? Fine, but I'm not going camping with you. I, you know, I'm not a camping kind of guy. If I want to go trout fishing, I stay the night with Treva. Like, you know what I mean? Like in Lebanon, I'm like I don't. I've never been a camper. I don't know why I would, you know. So uh, there was a homeless guy that I ran into in Orange County at Saddleback, and he very much was a camper. And like he told me about all these people in California that like they're not necessarily homeless, but they do like they're like hippies. They're like the hippie Protestant churches that like play guitar, and then one day they're like, "Hey, you know what? Let's go to Saddleback. I, I kind of like the electric guitar too." And then they're like, "Okay, well." And this guy was a total, and he didn't talk. He was the weirdest kid in the world. He um, he was like a mute person. Like he didn't talk at all. And he was like, um, "By the way, I'm going to review college football." But he was like. Um, he like would pass people notes, and he's like, "I'm taking a pledge to not talk." And we're just like, "Yeah, whatever, man. Like that's cool." But he talked about how much he loved animals and how much he enjoyed living in his tent at some you know camping grounds uh, in San Diego County or Orange County. I don't know where the hell he was, to be honest. It was weird. He was a weird guy, but I think everyone has a story, and this guy was no different. Um, I don't know why he chose to go to camping grounds um, and plays acoustic guitar there. Um, he's clearly a good Christian guy, just didn't really say much. And uh, it's kind of like Silent Stan Kroenke in a way, but Silent Stan Kroenke's in a multi-million dollar home, so that's the difference. <laughs> but uh, this guy was funny, man. He was like, he was like I just love petting animals. Like, he didn't say, I think he would talk like that if he talked, but he didn't actually say that. And he was just writing notes, and he was like, always like, yeah, I, I enjoy petting animals, and I enjoy uh, sleeping in my tent. And he's like, I want to get back to that. But instead, he went to rehab, and so we're like, well, okay, do your thing, man. Whatever, you, whatever works for you. Um, nice kid, though. I don't know where he's at today. Um, God bless him. Long-haired hippie, Protestant churches, going to Saddleback. And then proceeding to uh, go back to live in a tent. So good for that guy. I hope he's talking these days. He had a voice. He just maybe wasn't comfortable using it or something. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a mental thing. Um, so, uh, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Drew is like all over my ass these days. He's like, uh, he's like, I know what you did with Hunter. And I'm like, Hunter literally picked me up when I was surveying the homeless three years ago i don't i have no business with hunter bro i have no business with hunter i i've never and 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 the armenians you know i just ran into them a few times at at these meetings in the valley and i mean look josh peck was there drake and josh who doesn't love drake and josh josh peck was there like and the armenians love josh peck they're like they're i don't know if they hang out a lot but everywhere this guy got like to a meeting um and there'd be like all these Armenians there, so I don't know if that's just like his friends or what, but um, you know, and that's not really my click, Drew. So I don't know like why you. He's like investigating for some reason. I'm like Drew. I don't know like what are you possibly? Who are you working for? Where you're investigating me, hanging out with Josh Peck and the Armenians at meetings in the valley. You know, like we're trying to better ourselves. We're not 
we're not in on some crazy uh yeah i don't know what like what could he possibly want from me? i don't know this guy so chaminade los angeles uh finest hope he's doing well and we're a lot alike by the way you know both air force fathers uh greek mothers apparently air force fathers and greek mothers and but so i don't know what his deal is i don't know what his deal i don't know why he's following me um maybe you just wanted to live in missouri i mean maybe that that would be cool but like if you're gonna do that like maybe like let me know so that we can hang out like real men and you're not just like hunting me like a weirdo like it's not a cat and mouse game like i'm not running from you i don't even know who you are so that's the that's the big uh question that i have like what do you you're investigating so like are you irs who are you so, you know, and I think he might have been making that up about his Greek mother, by the way. I don't know if that's true, but he's saying that uh, his Air Force dad was, like, teaching the Greeks how to use their weapons or something, and, and that's how they met. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my Greek mom was just managing a restaurant in Arizona where my dad was stationed in the Air Force. So a little different than that. I don't know if he was playing poker with my life, but kind of weird. Um because my mom's a Greek family, they definitely don't have much weapons. Although my uncle is a defense contractor over there. I think he's retired, though. Uncle George just turned 80. Shout out Uncle George, uh, managing the Chicago Bears. Uh, just kidding. I, it's not George McCaskey. But um, they did get their first win in 14 tries last night, so they didn't make it to 15 losses in a row. I think that's important. You know, you never want to make it to 15 losses in a row. So bad. I mean... Could you imagine making it to 15 losses in the row in the NFL like over the course of two different seasons? I mean, that's it's sad, man. And that's such a – it was really a renowned franchise. And uh, I was listening to the sports radio this morning, as I often do, but haven't in a while for some reason. You know, the morning show is kind of funny with Jerry and Al Dukes in New York. It's nationally syndicated when uh, Boomer gets on at, like, whatever time that is, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. And you can watch uh, Greg Giannotti and Boomer on, I think it's CBS Sportsnet. But lately I've been watching the Carton Show in the morning, obviously, on FS1. Um, but, you know, I love Boomer Sison. People love his analysis and just his humor. It's pretty funny. Um but the first, you know, the pregame show is always every single morning with Al Dukes and uh, Jerry uh, Recco, and sport, uh, voice of Rutgers, by the way, Jerry Recco. I think Rutgers is in Wisconsin. I was look, I was maybe going to go to that. I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I've got a friend in Madison. I've got a no. I've, I literally have a friend in Madison, but she lives in Dallas. But then I have another friend that lives in Madison. <laughs> I have, a, I have a friend in Madison um, that I have... No, I have a friend in Madison, Wisconsin, and then I have a friend... My friend Madison lives in Dallas, actually. But... But... I couldn't do it. I'm like, LSU and Mizzou? Come on. Great great battle. Classic SEC matchup, except not really classic because Mizzou hasn't been in very long. And I'm a Missouri Tiger by trade. You know, um, actually, no. I was born here, so... I uh, went to all these games growing up. My father still has got the season tickets. He picks and chooses the games. He wants to see me at the games, I think. But he, I think he does go to most of them. Um, and this is one where he wanted to see me. So I'm like, okay, cool. And um, so he's coming up for the LSU-Mizzou game tomorrow. He was at the K-State game. It's good to see my parents there, too. Uh, so, yeah, it's cool. But I just uh, – I'm a Missouri Tiger. I've never been an LSU Tiger. People always – 
People are trying to get me on the other side of these things. I'm like, I don't even play sports. How would I have anything to do with LSU or Kansas State? Or I don't know. I, I noticed that. I don't know if it's like a, a game these kids play, but, you know, I was in a social fraternity. I don't remember this ever, you know, being a thing. But uh, I think when that happens is like when I was telling somebody the other day, like when you're in Israel and you get away from your group, like bad things happen. Like there's a lot of like Islamic extremists in around Israel and and so it's like you have to stay with a group. Well, I'm from Missouri, but you know, the campus is a bit of a zoo, so you really need to stay near and I was like, you know, there's tons of groups, plenty of good people, plenty of good people, but there's some people that do some weird stuff, I think, increasingly more than I ever noticed. And so I'm just like, well I don't have a group here. So this is kind of a as a lone wolf graduate student, not a lone tiger, um because a lone wolf is like a term. A lone tiger is not really a term in, in classic English. Uh, but um, I don't know. That's stupid. But I'm just saying, like, I, I'm a lone person. And I don't have a group. But I'm not, you know, I'm not versing anybody. I'm not playing anything. Like, I don't. I wouldn't know how to do this sort of thing. Uh, so it's just kind of weird and kind of disturbing and just kind of violent, it feels like. So physical, yeah physical for somebody like the not playing games it's it just feels like life has been physical and a struggle and i come from the struggle i mean pete's the st pete's st peter's missouri and people know the struggle it's you know it's not chesterfield st peter's all right we got a little difficult over there you know they didn't build page extension to 2004 you know so we uh i don't know what i'm trying to say um, but it, it people it, it used to be a funny thing people would say they're from St. Charles County they would say the struggle and and then uh, you go on like a pledge class retreat or whatever pledge class sneak they used to call it when you just go home for a weekend as pledges you just, you and your pledge brothers you just go home um, and the, you know the actors are like why the hell did you go home but then you like kidnap some of them and it's totally a thing in Greek life so don't like act like I'm uh, fucking what's his name the guy in uh Yugoslavia or something. Tate. Yeah, don't act like I'm Tate right now. This is the total Greek life thing, okay? These fucking radical people, man. I can't get enough of these morons. Um, but no, seriously, that's the thing. So you go on a, a pledge class sneak and you just go home for a weekend. You kidnap actives, not in the sense of like a violent kidnapping. It's a joke. And and you go home. Like We, we did ours to Chicago. We, we did ours in Glencoe at Strauss's house. Shout out Connor Strauss. Hope he's doing well. Um, but we went to the North Shore, so we had to be quiet at night because he's like, you guys, the Glencoe cops, very serious about noise complaints. And we're like, okay, Connor, yeah, whatever. And we just drank all night. His parents were gone. It was awesome. We ordered a bunch of uh, Giordano's or something and um, just drank beers, um, ate Giordano's, got to know each other more. It was really good bonding experience. Um, of course, Strauss called his girlfriend at the time. and <laughs> So it was pretty fun. But um, I... So, but anyway, there was a the, the spring pledges that later that year. I think they went to St. Charles because uh, Drew Rapert, um, they the Rapert brothers. But Drew was my age, not not the Drew I'm talking about. The totally different Drew, um, the Drew that I played football with actually growing up uh, for the Renegades. And Drew was like uh, Drew. I think Drew had a nice home, or maybe it was uh, Jeremy Percy. Shout out Jeremy Percy, modeling in Denver nowadays. Good to see that on Instagram. They went to one of their homes, and the, and the spring pledges, a couple, a couple of the guys from Chicago, I think it was Max Miller, now the athletics director over at uh, University of Denver, by the way, I think. Or he's up there, I think, or was. 
anyway, uh, he was he was like he's like yeah, you guys always say you're from the struggle, but we went there on our pledge class sneak, and it's pretty nice. I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so it's really not that bad. Um, I don't know where they live by. So th- these guys went to. Well, I think he went to Howell North, uh, Raper, but but Percy went to St. Charles West, which at the time, I don't know if it still is. But we used to get a lot of St. Charles West kids, especially in Greek life. Like there was like a handful of G fives and you know a few Pikes, obviously. And um, St. Charles West, I feel like, has gone downhill a lot. I mean, I mean, so is Zumwalt South, in my opinion. Like, we don't, I don't see a lot of Zumwalt South. Every time I'm in the car driving some drunk guy home, and they're like, what high school did you go to? You say you're from St. Louis. That's the question. And that's the question. And, and I'm always like, Zumwalt South or whatever. And they're like, uh, nobody's ever from Zumwalt South. Nobody. And I used to always see that. I mean, not so much, but a little bit. You'd see a little bit of that. But you would always see a lot of Parkway West. And that's the one school I have not heard once this entire year. I'm like, did Parkway Westers just not go here anymore? <laughs> like, what happened to the Parkway Westers? Because um, we used to get a lot of Parkway West. Um, I mean, like, literally, how many pledges in um, in my, I mean, not pledges, but actives. Like, I, probably, I mean, probably like three or four. So I wouldn't say a lot, but, like, a fee next door. We had, like, four girls, Parkway Westers. Parkway South, a lot of Parkway South, too. I don't hear that much anymore. Um you still hear a lot of Marquette and, and Lafayette, I think. Your kid, I think, next door to me was from Lafayette last semester. Shout out Jack Hoover, by the way. I hope he's doing well living in uh, Houston, I believe. Uh, my, my co-founder. Um, fantasy football, dude. I can't believe that I once had a hand in trying to implement a new metric that I created using an algorithm. And it's like nowhere to be found nowadays. That's one of the hardest things to be like an innovator that doesn't know where the innovation led to, like doesn't know where the innovation can be seen today. Like, is it, did that get any traction? I mean, somebody literally in Silicon Valley that, that year in 2014, you know, for our senior project, Jack, Jack and I, um, he literally said it was worth like $700,000, this algorithm that I came up with. I'm like, I could buy a home with that. I could buy a home, you know, in Wildwood with that money. Ledoux. I mean, I, I could have a home right now. Let's call it Burr Ridge. I actually, because my mom wanted to move close to her family back in Chicago, um, or whatever, my grandma, I should say, uh, getting up there in age. And I'm like, well, how about Burr Ridge? It's kind of a nice area. I've got a lot of friends from Hinsdale. And I, um, you know, I mean, Burr Ridge is great. So I put it on Facebook with the intent to actually, like, hope to that the algorithm would, you know, sell for that price. I don't know what happened to this. Like my life, I used to plan it and things would go pretty much as planned. They wouldn't veer too far off from the plan. Nowadays, it, it's just not, like I pl- I'll plan something and somebody will trip me up. It's like somebody just wants to play me with everything that I do. And it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger said when he was running for you know Republican governor of California, which is hard to do. Um, and he was like, he was like, uh, it's like, don't ever tell the Democrats anything. They will just try to trip you up. And I'm like, damn. The Democrats, though? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't know that that's really, it. you can politicize that sort of thing. I think it's just anything that if somebody doesn't like you because of your stance or your position, in this case, governor of California, of course, there's going to be people that are going to get in the way of that. But like me bro like i'm just living my life here like i'm not playing anybody else 
I'm not shorting a stock, you know. I'm not long on any position. Like, nobody should try to, like, fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of weird. It's just kind of weird. Like, there's somebody that doesn't have, like, a criminal history or anything. Uh, never really abused anybody. Like, nothing. I, I've been abused, you know. Like, it's just kind of weird that I'm getting this treatment. Like, I don't know who these people are, but it, it feels like once a night there'll be, like, some radical people that I see out on the road either high-beaming the shit out of me or just being assholes in my car trying to, like, rip my door off and, you know... I, don't, I can't tolerate that anymore. Like, that's just so messed up. It's just uncalled for, unnecessary, and weird. And weird. And by the way, if you're pedophile hunting, probably Uber drivers aren't a great place to start because they do a background check. Like, are you stupid? Do you think Uber would approve somebody that's got a sex offender registry? Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, that, that, it pisses me the hell off as somebody that's that's obviously not a sex offender i mean to get that confused and you know i know people from california they're increasingly coming to school here for some reason but you know it's like you guys gotta understand missouri and indiana are two different states i realize there's somebody with the same name in indiana but again they would not even get approved to drive for uber first of all secondly missouri and indiana are not that close together there's a state in between so, like, you're stupid. Like, get to know geography if you want to move somewhere across the country. Like, if I'm moving to Florida, and I already did in 2018 in Fort Lauderdale, and then again during COVID in 2020, but probably again in 23, um, it's just the fact that, like, if I'm moving there, I'm going to know what's around Florida. Like, I'm going to know Cuba, 90 miles away. Like, I'm going to know Georgia, right on the north, Alabama, northwest, you know? So, like, be smart. Like, don't be stupid. Like, if you're going to move to the Midwest for some reason, uh, from California. All right, a lot of them are going to Austin, I heard, you know, Texas, a little, fur- little further southwest uh, of here. You know, get to know your directions a little bit, you know? get like Understand, like, where, where the states are. Like, there's Iowa up there. Okay, cool. There's Kansas to the west. Uh, Missouri touches nine different states, fun fact. Uh, Indiana's not one of them. So, I don't know. Like, these radical people, just radical people. Um, so enough about that. It's my little, uh, is that a rant? It's not really a rant. It's more like insight, I would say. An insight. We needed a nice insight segment on a Friday evening. And, um, and these guys, these, uh, the wrestling fraternity is trying to tell me that I'm scaring people. I'm like, I don't know how I'm scaring anybody. Like, you know, what do I, what am I doing to scare people? Like, you're not going to say that to my face. You're going to yell at me from behind the wall saying I'm scaring people. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, so, you know, again, like be smart, be direct and, and make sense, make it make sense. Like don't, you know, have some reasoning skills or maybe don't apply to Mizzou. I don't know why we're accepting people that don't even know how to use logic and reasoning at a, at a basic high school level. Um, okay. Maybe I should transfer to Northwestern. I don't know. Let me take a quick break. Lasagna's ready. It's in the microwave. Microwave lasagna. Always a treat. Always a treat. (laughs) 
Um, by the way, shout out Quick Trip having many treats these days. Um, I like the pre- they've, they've got a new Quick Trip if you're in the Chicagoland area. And I don't know who people that listen to this podcast are and where they're from, but I would like to know. That's good for feedback so I can kind of gear something towards something. Um, but Quick Trip is now open. Um, I mean, I'm not talking about me. I'm not a Quick Trip. Uh, but there's a, a Quick Trip gas station now open because uh, I don't speak cryptic. There, there is a Quick Trip gas station now open off of... Uh, I don't know what street that is. Well, it's off the uh, West Side Highway. I call it the West Side Highway. It's because uh, New York has a West Side Highway and it's beautiful. But Chicago, it's uh, it's just called the Eisenhower, I believe, the Eisenhower Expressway, 290. And if you're in the Western suburbs, you know 290 well because you take it downtown. Um, and so right on the edge, like close to Oak Park, like Fenwick. If you if you go to if you went to high school at Fenwick Academy, we used to have a decent amount of Fenway kids here at Mizzou. Uh, I don't know if they still go. I don't know if, again, I don't know much like where the freshmen come from. There's a lot of Texas, I think, nowadays, which is nice to see. A little bit of Colorado, good to see. Um, maybe less Illinois nowadays. I don't know. It's, it still feels like there's a good amount, though. I see a lot of Illinois plays. Maybe it's southern Illinois. And I was telling somebody the other day when I was a quick trip here, um, it's good to see there's one in Chicago is what I was trying to finish my thought there. But um, there is one there. And I had a pretzel. And I was like, wow, that's a good pretzel. I, I love like a salted pretzel and like a Dr. Pepper for two ninety nine. dollars It's a great deal. <laughs> that is a great deal. Um, but um, I was like um, talking to somebody yesterday because she was like, oh, Illinois, where are you from? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm actually from St. Peter's, Missouri. I just, you know, got family living up there now. And, they gifted me this car after graduation, so it was really nice. But I am not from Illinois. Um, and I was like, if if I was, I, I mentioned my family lives up by Chicago, and then I said, but if I lived in Illinois, I said I'd be more of a Belleville guy. <laughs> so I'd be more of a Belleville guy. Like Frank Fleming, It's except not Belleville, New Jersey, Belleville, Illinois. Look, nothing against Chicago. I would still live in Chicago, or like Northwestern especially. I would study there. It's just that it feels like more violent nowadays, and it feels violent here, so maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the violence, and I don't mean that I'm causing it. I mean that I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, and it's, I don't, I've never owned a weapon. I was thinking about, like, should I go hunting? I was like, how do you get a hunting license in Missouri? My dad grew up. I mean, I grew up, and my dad had gone hunting a few times at my grandpa's farm in Pike County, which, by the way, these tri-delts that I drove to Quick Trip um, here, like, last week, and I had... Uh, macaroni and cheese they have some good snacks like i'm saying you guys quick trip's great um anyway these tri were like they had this day party and so they were wearing uh like cowboy hats on it and she wanted to leave it in my car and i'm like no like i, I got my own cowboy hat <laughs> and she's like oh i'm sure you do and i'm like look i'm not gay like i'm not gonna argue with a woman but i'm like how do you not believe that i have a cowboy hat do i come across as just like a pure city slicker i don't know um and I had to explain to her. I'm like, look, my, my grandpa has this farm in Pike County, Missouri. And I was a pike here. It's kind of funny. Uh, the fraternity. But literally, my grandfather's it's still there. My aunts live there now after Grandfather Herb's passing, which breaks my heart to this day because it's just full of knowledge and wisdom. Um, but anyway, so uh, my aunts live there now. 
couple of aunties in uh, Pike County there in Curryville. Like like Johnny Football from Curryville, Texas. Curryville, Missouri is a little similar. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I would have a cowboy hat, lady. Okay, don't, uh, don't come at me with that. Thinking I'm some city slicker. I don't know where she thinks I'm. It was funny when I was uh, had the sinus infection last week, and I, it sounded like I was from South City, though. So maybe that's part of what it was. Um, it sounded like I was from South City. I think anybody could do that accent. It's just kind of like I don't know how to explain it, but it's you get a, you get a nice nasal infection, and you'll see what I'm saying from the St. Louis area. It's pretty easy to see. Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Choked on my dip. Sliding in a second. Okay. Okay. But speaking of Chicago, okay. So I was saying, yes, I would live there, um, but I wouldn't want to live with my family there. Like, I wouldn't want to live with my parents in St. Louis either. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go to the house where I grew up at, at my age, unless unless it was for a week, right? Unless it was for like a week and I knew that there was light at the end of the tunnel, like I'm getting an apartment after that or something like that. Usually I can do that as a good adult that knows how to, you know, sign a lease. Um, I just, yeah, and then, so I'm Chicago. Chicago, what about Chicago? Well, I was saying that uh, Northwestern's a good school. There's a master's program there I was looking at. The other thing, shout out Barstool, Chicago, uh, Big not Big Cat. I don't think Big Cat's coming, but I think that um, Dave Williams is coming tomorrow uh jersey jerry i think is coming tomorrow they might be here now i don't i I doubt it but they're probably on their way as we do this podcast jersey jerry um i don't think uh, no frank the tank's probably in jersey but jersey jerry who moved to chicago not too long ago is coming and definitely dave williams to be sure so white Sox dave will be in the building after uh, my health sciences program graduation commencement last May, we were at Fieldhouse, and I kept seeing all these White Sox uh, stuffs. So stuffs. I kept seeing all these White Sox guys. Uh, White Sox guys. How am I trying to? Uh, um, you know, like the Tommy Bahama, like the White Sox, like the button down, short sleeve button down. I saw a bunch of those. It was nice to see. I mean, because those are cool designs. First of all. <clears throat> and I'm like, dude, nice. And because my brother came down, he lives up there now, and we were just like, damn, I was surprised to see so much White Sox stuff. But oddly enough, the Barstool Chicago guys are going to be there tomorrow night. So good times. Hopefully everybody will be there to see them. It was packed last night. I'm sure it will be packed tonight at Willie's Fieldhouse. Um, I told people that, you know, back in the day at Fieldhouse, we would have – I don't know that we ever had a mixer there or like a, what do you call it, marriage party. We used to go to like piano bar for that or there was another club we went to for that too, um, which is closed now. And then Bengals. I don't know that we did much at Bengals. We just partied. I mean, we just went to Bengals. But Bengals is not here anymore. There's it's Okay, somebody was asking me where it was and I alluded to, I think it's it was by the uh, Muslim uh, temple over there like close to uh sit you know on, on your way to raising canes that like area that's where Bengals was so Bengals was like on the like west side of campus basically great spot 
kind of like it was kind of a lot like my house and um so that makes me basically joe burrow right bangles haha <laughs> get it um but no i'm not and um the thing is i love joey b but i just you know i've never really been a raging cajun again i'm not an lsu fan i hope that mizzou wins tomorrow because i'm a missouri tiger but i will say bangles was a great bar and i miss it a lot because there was an outdoor area kind of like my house like i said it was nice. It was nice to be able to like be like outdoor, like the big like uh, pavilion, like tent thing. Um, and there was a big screen TV they put out there for like the Cardinals World Series game in 2011. That's how far back I go, bro. Um, and it was awesome. Bengals is good. And then especially if, if guys in your house work there, it makes it even better, I think. But I'm thinking like. Uh, where it was exactly and then i found where it was and i was like okay so it wasn't that close to that muslim temple it was actually a couple blocks south of that it was where this new development is people live on top of where Bengals used to be it's like 825 or something i want to say i wrote i think i wrote a note about it i think it was like 825 that that development that's like on uh let me get out the handy dandy google map i just want to like Give you guys an idea. Um, okay. So you got Elm Street. Because I remember like going down Elm Street. Because, you know, if you're having a pledge drive you to Bengals, like you're going to remember that track. Or, or if you're a pledge sober driver in 2010, you're going to remember that track. So we're going down Providence. We're making a right on Elm. And it's right there. That's the that's It's called the Clio. Is that right? The Clio now? I was. I said eight twenty-five. I meant five twenty-five. That's where it was, hundred percent. That's where it was. Yeah, yeah. So as you can see, like the southwest, uh, northwest side of campus, I should say, and uh, so like Sixth Street and Elm Street. It, but it went from like sixth to fifth. Like it literally like, where that Clio thing is, five twenty-five. That's where Bengals was. Bengals is awesome. So we miss it, but, you know, and the Big 12 used to be, you know, kind of better, I, th- I would say. Um, but Willie's Fieldhouse, man, Willie's Fieldhouse is always a good time. I really, you know, and I'm kind of old, so I don't go there much anymore. Uh, but, I mean, that's still there, and I don't think it's going anywhere. It's such a great place. So the Barstool guys will be there tomorrow. Um, hopefully that didn't get too boring, just talking about where things used to be. Like, who cares, right? But... People do care. Uh, if you're my age or a little younger, you might remember Bengals. So, uh, where was I going with this? College football? Yeah, of course. College football. Huge weekend against LSU. I mean, and I'm nervous, okay? After they lose to Ole Miss, which a lot of people didn't expect that to happen, uh, myself included. I really wanted LSU, a one-loss LSU coming to Faroe is what I said. I really wanted them to be undefeated, except for they had to play FSU the first week, so I kind of knew that wouldn't happen, and I was hoping it wouldn't, selfishly. But I at least wanted them to have one loss, okay? At least give me that. Like I, I'm, I'm a nice enough guy. I at least wanted them to just have the one loss, not the two. They have the two now. It's very sad. And I don't know that I want to play them coming off of a loss, but I think that we're up for the challenge. And I think that beating Vanderbilt instilled an enormous amount of confidence going to Vanderbilt. I don't care where, even Vanderbilt, you go anywhere on the road in the SEC, that's a confidence boost. You get that W. 
So, and the way we did it, I mean, we dominated the entire game. Um, Brady looked really good. Luther, I don't think he dropped one single pass. I mean, it was like everything thrown to him. The guy was money. The guy's the leading receiver in the Southeastern Conference, for Christ's sake. Doing big things. Uh, recognized by the, um, what is that award called? Blit, Blitnikoff Award, uh, based out of Tallahassee, of course. And that goes that goes to the nation's top wide receiver. Luther's right there, man. So I'm looking for a big game from him. I know uh, Malik Neighbors is like kind of right there as far as receiving yards go in the Southeastern Conference, and that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Jaden Daniels does if he gets Malik Neighbors involved, and obviously Brady to Luther, and um, a big missing kind of. I don't know what I would say missing ingredient that could be a game changer. And I saw it against K-State. I was really happy to see it getting the tight end involved, getting the tight end involved. If Mizzou can do that, you know, and of course, Luther having a huge day, which I totally expect him to do. I expect Luther to have a big day. I expect Brady to have a good day. I hope we can get the running game going. Uh, But, you know, Utilizing that tight end is going to be huge. The kid out of hell. Give me a name. I, I forget his name. I'm so sorry. Um, hold on. It's it's going to drive me nuts. How? <laughs> sorry. Um, not Tyler Howell. Jesus Christ. Um, Brett Norfleet. Thank you. Okay, so getting Brett involved is going to be absolutely huge. I think this guy catches... I don't, I'm going to just say like four pat, four catches, 75 yards. It's Missouri W. Because that's when you know your offense is in sync. You utilize that tight end. You get him involved. It's throwing a little something different at the defense. And this is an LSU defense that just gave up how many points to Ole Miss? You know, I mean, it was a terrible, it was a terrible game uh, last week. I would say both sides were not happy, even though Ole Miss got the win. I don't think you can be happy. Um giving up how many points yeah you're not going to be too happy giving up uh, 49 points if you're Lane Kiffin but for LSU to give up 55 that tells me something uh, we can exploit so you know the way our offense is clicking right now and people I don't know if Vegas is high I mean they're probably high because it's Vegas how can you not be, I would say. I don't know. I've never been there. I'm not really much of a gambling man. But to be dogs at home, I know how it feels because people have once called me a dog. They called me Zeus the dog, and I said, I'm only half Greek, okay? And then they're like, oh. <laughs> it's a great story. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I mean, you give 55 points last week at Ole Miss. Like, you're going to – they did something. I forget the transaction. Ben Arnett alluded to it uh, on Twitter. They did something. They uh, – LSU did. Um, bringing in somebody this week to try to tighten up their defensive line. And our offensive line has struggled at times. I know that game, Middle Tennessee State, was not what we were looking for. I know that – Really, parts of the Kansas State game were not what we were looking for. Now, Brady takes penalties rather than throwing interceptions. That's huge. That's huge. Give yourself another play. Don't turn the ball over. So if he, if he can manage the game tomorrow, not turning the ball over, 
not throwing those interceptions, take a penalty, you know, uh, throw the ball away, we're going to be in good shape because I'm looking at, I mean, I was there in Orlando, you guys. Like, I know for a fact that this team is beatable. I know for a fact this LSU team gives up points late in the game. They lose focus, the defensive line. I don't care who they brought in this week. It's not going to matter much when you're talking about playing a full four-quarter game. It's just not. Like, come at me all you want, but the fact of the matter is you've done stupid crap and you've given up a lot of points in the fourth quarter, and I see an opportunity there. So I like Mizzou 37, LSU 29. 37-29, that's what I'm saying. And again, I don't know how Vegas made us a dog at home. I think that's pretty strange. I don't know how that makes any sense, given uh, the scores. They gave up 31 to KJ Jefferson, who's like, they lost to BYU. I soak. They, I mean, listen, I, Vegas is high. Vegas is so high. They're doing coke. They're doing, keep your noses clean, guys. All right? Like, it, it's a Sin City over there. But we are ranked 21st. They are ranked 23rd. We're not home dogs. We're going to get this W. Mark my wood. Word. Mark my word. We're going to get this W and then mark my wood. Um, but, um, you know, and, and here's another thing. If you look at it like this, they, yes, they had a good game against Mississippi State. Only gave up 14 there. But Mizzou is not Mississippi State. Mizzou can score. Mizzou can score. We're definitely better than KJ Jefferson. And they give up 31 against KJ at home. In Baton Rouge, they gave up 31. So I'm looking at that. And I'm like, hmm. Home dogs? Okay. M-I-Z, something to prove. Hashtag. Hashtag something to prove. Is that STP? Is that what that is? Brilliant. Okay. Let me take a quick break. Getting kind of dangerous, but uh, White Horse, there will be a White Horse tomorrow with Doak. Um, big game, Florida State. I mean, not a huge opponent coming in, Virginia Tech. Not a very good team at all, but, you know, it's a, a game they got to take care of business. Don't look too far ahead. Syracuse is a good team coming in next week. Um, I know I started with Mizzou in the SEC, but I think I want to go to the ACC real quick and just go through these pretty quickly. Um what was the song that I saw with Toxicity and then I went to I'm trying to write my music down because I got to put that in the in the notes otherwise they'll flag it um, who was that song just now that's Stapleton Chris Stapleton of course with uh, White Horse his new album comes out pretty soon right like next couple weeks yeah um, but Renegade Renegade the horse will be uh in Tallahassee tomorrow. All right. So, um, anyway, Renegade is the horse, right? Osceola is the chief. Yeah, okay. 
Um, in the ACC, otherwise, I mean, that's a big game. FSU is favored. Vegas, probably not high with picking them as home favorites by 24. I like that. I think that's accurate. They'll probably win by 30. Um, I think they'll cover that. They should. I mean, coming off a bye week, you'd like them to score some points. Johnny Wilson getting involved. Jordan Travis having a huge game. Um, Keon Coleman probably catch a touchdown. And, um, yeah, I see that. That should be a good game. Um, I mean, not really, but um, Vatek is 1-0 in the ACC. They did beat, who was that last week? And I'm like, I mean, this is a nobody. Was it Pittsburgh? I thought it was Pitt, yeah, 38-21 at Vautech, which is a great environment. I've talked about that before. Like, it's a really cool place to play, but uh, they are not good. So uh, Knowles will take care of business. Um, sucks that I'm not going to be there, kind of, but, I mean, I've got something a little better. Uh, Boston College and Army, CBS Sportsnet tomorrow morning. Uh, Army favored by 2.5, so not sure how that's going to go. BC, not a bad team. BC obviously held FSU pretty close up uh, in Summit Hill. Is it Summit Hill? What are they called? Chestnut Hill, sorry. Um, but this one will be at West Point. So, And my man Fields just graduated from there, so shout out him. I ran into his uncle, and I shared his YouTube um, for, for Sam Fields. Cancer survivor, obviously. Uh, played in the NHL. Great story, great inspiration. Um, Sam Fields now coaching Chicago hockey. So that's good to see. I shared that video. But um, people know the Fields family, I think, uh, Chicago. A lot of people have cars from Fields. Um, anyway, William and Mary in Virginia uh, at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville. Cavaliers are looking for a win. There's no line on this. Um, but I think they might get their first win. Marshall, NC State, that's going to be down in Raleigh. They're actually favored at home, which I've always said it's a tough place to play. That's, again, after after uh, Blair and Serena and Chuck Bass. That'll be after Gossip Girl on CW Network at 1 o'clock. Um, CW doing football this year. Love that. Uh, NC State, yeah, I, I expect them to win by a touchdown. I think that's a pretty accurate line, too. Um, Syracuse, FSU, next week. But this week, they have a test, and that's a really – key game for Mac Brown they're undefeated man nobody's really talking much about Drake May I don't think outside of the ACC but he is a good quarterback he's thrown a few interceptions gotta get the, gotta minimize turnovers I think the Orange coming off of a loss to uh to Clemson last week are gonna be hungry for a win but you know Keenan Stadium 2 30 in the afternoon place will be rocking North Carolina's undefeated uh, they're favored by nine and a half. I I think they'll win. I'm not sure that they'll cover that spread. I like North Carolina by field goal. Uh, maybe they'll win by two field goals. I don't know about nine and a half though. Syracuse is a good team, and I'd like to see them come in and doke with. I mean, I could care less about this game. I want to see. I don't know that I want to see a good game next week at Doke. Mizzou's at Kentucky. I might go to that. We'll see. But I definitely want to see something. I want to see something happen. You know, I I, I want it to – I expect it to be close because by then the uh, Mizzou-LSU game will be over. We'll be like, what do we watch? And that's the next game that's actually right after Mizzou on ESPN, Syracuse and, and North Carolina. So that should be good to see. Uh, everybody should watch Drake May. 
Um, couple co- potential Heisman. People are saying Luther Burden now, and I'm like, don't sleep on Brady Cook. Don't sleep on a good quarterback and a good team, especially a team that if they beat LSU tomorrow, it's undefeated team. Uh, you got Drake May right after, so Heisman watchers stay on ESPN tomorrow morning and afternoon. Um, uh, on ACC Network at that time, uh, the same same time at the tame slime spot at the ta- at the same time slot, we have Wake Forest and Clemson. Clemson coming off of a win up at Syracuse last week. That was a good win for them. Get back on track after losing to FSU at home. Um, that was a great game, man. I'm so happy that FSU was able to get that done. Uh, but, um, you know, this is a huge game for them to uh, solidify themselves. Still being relevant. I mean, really, it's it's really about relevancy, I think, for Clemson at this point. Shipley... Um, doing his thing he's only got two touchdowns but he's got 350 yards rushing he might have a big game i don't know how good wake forest run defense is um they lost their first acc game they'll look for win number one but clemson's favored by 21 and this game's at clemson i'm gonna take clemson they look good last week again at syracuse so i'm gonna take clemson by a couple touch i don't know if they'll cover that spread by the way but i'll take them by 14 Night game. This one I was like kind of an underrated ball game, really. Notre Dame and Louisville. Um, Notre Dame favored by six and a half. Louisville's undefeated, man. And it's a tough place to play at night. Kind of like uh, NC State. When, when Florida State would have NC State and they're like undefeated going into Raleigh. It's kind of the same thing at Louisville. I've seen teams go into Louisville and really be tested over the years. Sam Hartman. I was thinking about this. I'm like, have they? Has he won at Louisville before? And I guess I could pull that up and tell you, but I don't care to. So I'm just gonna say he's good for it. I'm gonna say he's good for it. They are favored by six and a half on the road at Louisville. Are the Irish? I like. I think I like the Irish by a field goal. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna cover. That would be risky. I would take Louisville at plus. Seven if I was a bet man, something like that. Plus, plus five and a half, plus six even uh, for Louisville. But they are ranked twenty fifth. They are undefeated. They haven't really played too many people. I think they got that opening week win against Georgia Tech, right? Yeah. Um, but you know the ACC championship, much like how the SEC is going to be um, in a year, which is no divisions. Two best teams in the championship. ACC doing that this year, huge, huge. I mean, Louisville could be there. You might put Miami there, and you definitely might put Mac Brown in North Carolina there right now. I mean, Florida State too. I mean, I'm just I'm thinking about teams that would play Florida State. It's kind of where I'm at, but um, yeah. I mean, with Notre Dame not being in the conference, they're obsolete for this there doesn't matter but yeah i mean you could still say miami and florida state might play twice this year which is which would be cool but as i look at the acc standings louisville's right there and they have one more conference win than fsu now tomorrow's not going to do anything for that so by day's end tomorrow florida state will be three and oh in the acc my you know, I think educated guess. 
um, as will Louisville still because Notre Dame's not going to give them a conference win as they're not technically in the ACC for football. So Louisville and Florida State will both be 5-0. and oh, I mean, uh, right? Well, they have one more game than us because uh, FSU had a bye. So it'll be, uh, you know, Florida State will go to 5-0 and oh, most likely and 3-0 and oh in the conference. And Louisville will also be 3-0 in oh the conference. And that's your two top teams in the ACC right there. North Carolina probably will be 2-0 and oh if they beat Clint, um, Syracuse. Two and zero in the ACC, so they're all right there. And by the way, Duke does not have a conference loss either. So as much as I'm like Miami, because Miami hasn't played anybody in the ACC, how, uh, how I'm saying, like of course Miami could play FSU twice. I mean, if you have the ACC championship, being the two best teams, Miami could certainly be there. We haven't seen that in a long time, which is why I think that game in November at Doak is going to be huge. I'm not even going to sell that ticket. Of course, I might have to because my dad's a veteran. And it's Veterans Day in Columbia. Uh, and we have a home game at Faro. I am so conflicted when it comes to my season ticket packages. <laughs> it is bad. But um, that is interesting to me. that you can Miami and FSU could potentially play twice a year. And we haven't seen that on a level of compete since maybe LSU and Alabama in 2011, was it? 2011, 2012, when they played each other twice. Three times, whatever the hell it was. And they were by far the two best teams in the SEC that year. And then they were the two best teams in the country. I don't know that Miami's that good. But, I mean, who do they have this weekend? I haven't reviewed their game yet. They're undefeated. I mean, they got Georgia Tech tomorrow down in Miami. I expect more people to probably be there for that. Because um, they haven't had a whole lot of attendance except the A&M game um, the real test for Miami is next week going up to Chapel Hill that should be a dandy but I, I expect Miami to take care of business let me go there next uh, I mentioned the Wake Forest I think will lose in Clemson so it'll be Clemson uh, but I, I think a couple field goals or I mean a couple touchdowns Notre Dame by a field goal right okay on the road at Louisville at night. I think that'll be a good game. I think a lot of people will watch it. It's on ABC. By the way, two highest-rated uh, teams, according to Nielsen, in the early-going college football, most-watched teams. Florida State won, Notre Dame two. Notre Dame's usually won, so shout-out Knowles. Um, but, that, yeah, the last game in the ACC, as I said, will be at Hard Rock tomorrow, and Miami's favored by 20 there. So Georgia Tech is not a good team. Miami should probably take care of business if they're – doing anything in life. Um, but Tyler Van Dyke's, you know, he's a good quarterback. This will be kind of a fun one to watch on ACC Network, just maybe in between the uh, Irish and Cardinals. Uh, on What's the uh, night game in the SEC? I'll get there next. But um, I, I think for now it's like, yeah, like if I'm scrolling through channels in the ACC tomorrow night, I'm probably watching Notre Dame Louisville. I'm probably watching Georgia Tech Miami. I like Miami to cover there by 20. Georgia Tech's just not good. I mean, they're basically as bad as Virginia Tech. Um, or who's the other bad team in the uh, ACC? Wake Forest, right? You know, just bad teams in the ACC this year. And there are bad teams in the SEC, too. And I'll get there next. Uh, let me take a quick break.
Oh yeah. Well, big game tomorrow in the SEC. I already talked about Mizzou and LSU. I forgot to mention that I think we have to play louder. Uh, the band, because they're banned. I mean, they're traveling, I think, with half the band or something. But that, that trombone section, uh, very loud. It's like they play that Go Tigers chant, and you just, it's like in your head the next day. It's in your head the next day. That's how loud it is. And we have to do something to combat that. I'm just, we gotta, we gotta play louder music, the band. I, I wanna hear, you know, just, it's gonna have to be great. It's gonna have to be awesome. And um, we just got to gotta be loud. I guess we're black. Everyone's wearing black. I don't know. I, I wish they do a better job of advertising that, like in the beginning of the week, maybe, so we'd know which polo to buy at the team store, which is now closed. Which is now closed. So now I'm gonna have to go in the morning, or like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I mean, I have black shirts. It's not really anything with a tiger on it. What do you do? By the way, bringing politics into college football is really stupid. I don't know. Like somebody was like comparing it to uh, Trump and how they always wore black whenever he was being impeached, uh, or you know, in the Congress, not really being impeached. But um, it's pretty funny. Nancy Pelosi showing up like it's a funeral procession. Uh, so I don't know what that's about. But I mean, why would you bring that to college football? I mean. Turn down the bicep for a second. I, I just think, you know, there's a time and place to do everything. You know, there's courts of law if you have a problem with somebody and you want to bring legal proceedings against them. And then there's just hitting somebody for no reason and just assuming that there's somebody else. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, uh, let's not bring politics into college football. I, I don't get it. It's weird. Um, college football is a great game. And we got to keep it that way. Uh, it shouldn't be a place, a political forum. You know, I mean, maybe there's something going on in society where people just have to take a political stance. Have to take a political stance. I don't know. I don't know what that something could be. So, to me, it's like as a college football fan, that's not really invested in politics so much. Like, I, I want to work in health policy in politics. I do. I mean, that's my degree program. If, you know, that things go well, I think health policy is a great place for me. I'd like to, I'd like to talk more about it on this podcast. Unfortunately, I just don't have... A lot of time these days but um to, to like be in health policy and really see you know affect the day-to-day health of folks uh, guiding that by policy and legislation is a really good place to be um for innovation and to be effective in everyday life um some of these health policies go a long way obviously as we saw with the pandemic but man, I don't know. College football and politics are totally separate from me. I, like I just said that I like to keep my tailgate like a lobby, uh, meaning that I like to network, network, make connections, that kind of thing. And it's not like it's not to suggest bills going into law, going into law. Like, hey, uh, LSU, what do you guys think of this? Uh, we, so, uh, what, what if we got a, you know, uh, it, it's like a, it's like a thing. You buy three masks, you get a fourth mask for free. What do you think? It would be like. Uh, and we'll just say, you know, like, everyone needs a mask again or something, and we'll just sell a bunch of masks. What do you say? I mean, that there's just no place for that. You know, this corruption. I mean, there's no place for that. Let's get it out of here. Get it away from me. It stinks. I stink as a result because of all the stinkiness around me. I mean, really. I'm a really nice guy, man. Like, I don't do anything to anybody. I wouldn't cause stink, you know, if something wasn't stinking me up. 
uh, I wouldn't cause stink. Like, just by living, I'm causing stink, apparently. I don't know. Um, these people are psychotic, I, I gotta say. It's really something else. Um, never seen anything like it. I'm not sure how much longer it can be like this without something major happening. You know, I, we keep seeing all these uh, Russian... Um, they don't want me to talk about this, but I'm just going to say, like, I watch BBC and all these Russian stories, these old Russian grandmas, babushkas, interview talking about this or that. Maybe they're Ukrainian. I don't know. But it's, it's like back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, man, it's a terrible war. And, you know, and over here in America, we're just like going to town against, one against the other. Like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I want to say civil war, but it's not really like that. It's more like a, just like a political uh, power, a political play, like left and right. So I don't know. I mean, anyway, we got Western Michigan, Mississippi State. They're a bad team in the. I, by the way, I forgot about Virginia. Talking about bad teams in the ACC, Virginia might be number one as far as bad teams in the. Wake Forest is very bad, um, you know, but. Uh, Georgia Tech, not very good either, but I, I think Virginia might be tops on that list, but I think they'll get a win tomorrow, uh, maybe against Marshall. So anyway, uh, Western and back in the SEC now we're talking. Will Rogers, pretty good quarterback. I thought that they had a chance to be pretty good this year. They're 2-3 and three right now. I don't think they have an SEC win. They won't have that opportunity tomorrow. But they are 20-and-a-half uh, home favorites taking on the Broncos of Western Mish, not Miss. Um, I like Mississippi State, yeah, probably, by a couple times. I don't know if they'll cover that. They don't seem to be very good. Will Rogers really hasn't had that explosive game yet. Kind of like Jordan Travis it really hasn't had an explosive, explosive game yet. He's had games where he's looked really good, obviously, beat some really top-notch opponents, LSU, Clemson, Um but, you know, this year I haven't seen J-Trap just really go off. And that's my fraternal brother. So I got to say, like, J-Trap, I hope he has a big game tomorrow. And really sets himself apart in those Heisman. Much like Brady Cook. I would say the same exact thing to Brady. But Kyle Field tomorrow is probably the other. And, and I was making that point, by the way, because I think Will Rogers has a chance to do that. But, I mean, it's, uh, what do you call it, FBS? Western Michigan, not really. Yeah, nobody cares. All right, Alabama, Texas A&M um, at Kyle Field. This is a big one. Kind of an underrated game. Of course, I was talking about last week how back in 2012, a guy named uh, Johnny Football really broke into the game, solidified himself a Heisman candidate that year, and took college football by storm, all the hype around him, and just what he was able to do. Just so much fun to watch. And that was A&M at Alabama um, in 2012. Now, this is, you know, at Kyle Field this time. And this will be A&M at home. Alabama favored by just two. Just shows you, by the way, how much we don't know about Bama because they've been so volatile. But it makes it more fun to watch, in my opinion. This is a 2.30 game on CBS, so it's the CBS uh, SEC game of the week. I think a lot of people will watch it. Um, it is a good game, you know, uh, with the Red River shootout at 11 a.m. down in uh, the Cotton Bowl uh, by the State Fair there. 
going on at 11. Mizzou LSU going on at 11 also, I guess. Why do they do that at the same time? It's weird. But this is the 2.30 game. And the other 2.30 game is, is Florida State. But Alabama and A&M might be a good one. And I think the quarterback at A&M really hasn't come into his own yet. Jimbo's kind of shuffling things around, much like Saban is. You know, I mean, they weren't totally comfortable. They weren't totally comfortable. At least the fans. And then Saban's like, okay, let me do my thing. Because, as you see, at at South Florida, that game, you know, he had his mind made up. He was trying to do something there. Um, And I think the quarterback's in a good place right now for Alabama. I don't know that this is a game they can afford to lose. Already having the one loss at Texas, nearly having another one at South Florida... I'm just not sure Jalen Miller Jalen Miller doesn't kind of do what Johnny Football did in 2012, but this time, you know, on the other side, for Alabama, Jalen Miller could, in my opinion, have a game tomorrow. This is an A&M team that, how many, how many did they give up at Miami? It wasn't good. They did not play good at Hard Rock Stadium. Gave up 48. I know that's on the road, but it just shows you. And they gave up 22 last week at uh, in Arlington against Arkansas. But I, I do think they're capable of not playing very good, especially in their secondary. And this is an opportunity for Milrow to come into his own. It's an opportunity for Saban to show off a little bit, I think, because he hasn't really had that yet. He lost to one Texas school already at home. Kind of got embarrassed. So this might be a makeup game in many ways for him. And I like Jalen to have a big game. And I like AM to keep it close, at least in the first half. But I don't know. I mean, it could go either way for this one. I, I like Wigman a lot. I think he could be a good quarterback. But I I just think there's some intangible uh, with Milrow that Saban saw and that Saban likes. And when Saban likes something the past 10 years, it usually is for a reason. Um, McClellan, I like him to have a decent game on the ground. You know, get up above. We'll probably have over 400 yards by tomorrow's end. Um, but it's going to be loud. It's Kyle Field. It, it's it's a huge game for A and M. They haven't had, you know, obviously Alabama at home in two years. But more than anything, they haven't had really a lot of big games at Kyle Field. Uh, if memory serves, really going back to the second half of last year, there was really nothing. Um, well, they might have had LSU at home last year. But I do think this was one where A&M could, could have a, a memorable day. They're already 2-0 in the SEC. To make it 3-0, to be a contender in the SEC West, look, they still have Ole Miss and LSU on the schedule. Still a wide-open SEC West if you're at A&M right now. Um, if you're Jimbo Fisher. So this could really be an opportune game for Jimbo and A&M. I just don't see it being that. I'm going to take Alabama here, and I'm going to take Alabama by 10. Yeah. Why? I just, again, I think there's something we're not seeing that is maybe an intangible, you'd say, that Saban saw, that Saban wanted to do something with. Maybe he didn't show a lot against Texas. It's not... It's not a conference game. It's a very big game. Alabama fans would have liked him to show everything he had. 
uh, week two, but that's not Nick Saban. So, yeah, I mean, they're 11th in the country. They might be better than that. I think they are. And I think they get the W out of Kyle Field tomorrow. Uh, 3 p.m. on SEC Network, we've got Florida and Vanderbilt. Florida by 18 and a half, according to Vegas. Back at Ben Hill Griffin, coming off a loss last week at Kentucky. Tough game for them, especially when you just beat Tennessee, who many did not give the Gators a chance at all, even at, at the Swamp at night, and they proceeded to win. They proceeded to show America that they're still a decent team. Then they, of course, go to Kentucky and don't look very good. Veteran quarterback, Vanderbilt, reeling from a bad loss last week, but a loss that many expected. It's Mizzou. Uh, Mizzou's good, and Mizzou's, I think, going to win tomorrow against LSU. So in this one, at the Swamp, of course I like Florida. I like Florida by maybe 25, 26, 27, maybe 30. They're not going to be happy coming off of that loss at UK. UK's a very good team. And we'll talk about that next. UK and Georgia. UK, UGA. 20 against 1. They weren't even ranked last week, the Wildcats. Uh, but they're not 2-0 in the SEC. It was a huge win at home against Florida. Now they've got to go to Athens. And this is a night game on ESPN. This is a night game that, you know, probably second to Notre Dame and Louisville. Most people will be watching this, especially in the, this part of the country. I think... Carson Beck is capable of a big game. I think Kirby hasn't really dialed in all all at once. I don't think he's had this team focused for four quarters. As we saw at Auburn last week, they, you know, uh, there, there were missed opportunities. There were some, I believe, turnovers. Uh, but, you know, much like Mizzou, uh, I think getting Brett Norfleet more involved, there's no question this guy's always involved. It's Brock Bowers, I think that this guy is going to have a good game and maybe be the difference in this one. Um, the only thing I will say is I think I think uh, Davis keeps – what is his first name? I always get confused. It's just Ray. Right, okay, just Ray. Ray Davis, I think, will have a good game for the, for the Cats and, and keep them in it, at least for the first half. At least for the first half. I like – I like Kentucky to um, definitely beat the spread. I, it's 14 and a half, and they're a good team. Don't count the Cats out. Um, Mizzou has them on the road next week. Mizzou will be going to Kentucky. That should be a dandy. Um, really looking forward to it. Might have to purchase my tickets, especially after a win tomorrow. That's uh, I think we're going to have you know a lot of people going to Kentucky after Mizzou win tomorrow. But let's just say this. Uh, we'll say uh, Georgia th- 31, Kentucky 27. I think it's close, much closer than the spread would indicate. Um, And the difference might be Ray Davis keeping that close or potentially getting Kentucky to a win. If you go back and look at Kentucky against, uh, who was that? Vanderbilt, they scored 45, but they let up 28. That's going to be the concern. To me, if I'm if I'm a Wildcat fan, I'm like, well, we gave up 28 to Vanderbilt. I know we only gave up 14 to Florida, but we gave up 20. That's what I would say if I was a Kentucky fan. I'd be like, we've given up some points to not so great offenses. Um, especially you go back and look at Ball State. I mean, I wouldn't 
think that this team's capable of that, but I don't know. It's weird. Like, I mean, it's not really that bad. 44-14, 28-17, 35-3. All right, so, I mean, their defense is pretty, uh, what's the word? Kind of volatile, kind of choosy when they want to show up, it seems. They don't show up in Athens. They're they're going to lose by what Vegas said. They're going to lose by 15, 16 points. If they do show up, it's going to be a close game, like I said. I'm, I'm saying 31-27. I think they'll... I think Stoops will get them focused, um, but they'll probably still lose. If they did upset, that would be a huge game next week. UK, Mizzou, both undefeated. Are you kidding me? I mean, it would potentially be like a, a 10 versus a, a 12 or something if both these teams win tomorrow. If both Kentucky and Mizzou win tomorrow, it's going to be like a 10 versus a 13 or a 10 versus uh 15. I mean, it's going to be quite the game in Lexington next week. I'd be just... Not sure it's going to happen, especially because UK is in Athens, but it could. Um, Arkansas, here's the hoping. Um, Arkansas and Ole Miss, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. A lot of people really happy about that big win last week against LSU. Uh, The Rebels, man, looking good. Arkansas hasn't won a game in the SEC yet. I don't think it's going to be tomorrow. Um, Jackson Dart, probably going to have a big game. Watkins, catch a few passes, probably a couple more touchdowns. Good running back in Judkins. I think this is a huge Ole Miss win. I think it's going to be bigger than the spread. Even though, by the way, Arkansas did keep it close at LSU. Was that two weeks ago? I was I was surprised by that, I will say. And last week I actually picked them to upset the Aggies. I don't know why. Uh, but they're dog shit. So, I mean, the Hogs, as much as I have, you know, some family ties – kinfolk coming up from Arkansas back in the day. Uh, I got to say Ole Miss by two scores, maybe three. All right, that concludes my picks this week. Is there any other, like, big games I'm not talking about somehow? Yeah, I mean, the Red River shootout, it's always a big game. Now both these teams are going to be in the SEC East next. I mean, not East, just the SEC, and there's going to be no no more divisions. Uh, But there's going to be the SEC next year for both these guys. OU and UT, and, like, Holly Holly Rowe was down there on Feinbaum really talking about it, and she's like, she's like, yeah, a lot of people think Texas. I don't, no, I, I don't want to, like, misquote Holly Rowe. It's mean. But she was saying how it was, like, not surprisingly, Oklahoma won last year. And I'm like, Holly, Holly, come on. Oklahoma usually always wins this game. The past 15 years, UT has really only had a few good seasons. And I, I, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a fan of either one of these guys. Yeah, these are teams that Mizzou, when we're good, we usually beat both of them. Well, I know it's only happened a few times where we beat both of them the same year, but we did not like the old Big 12. We got away from it. We went to the SEC. We got good. We wanted to play in a conference that treated us better. Now, they're coming in next year. So, geez, ticket prices are crazy high. 290 286, something like that. Um, we got the state fair right there. Right, a lot to look forward to. I get it. Um, but I just, I don't think, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think that, well, first of all, I think we're giving UT a little too much credit. I don't think we're giving Oklahoma enough credit. And what I was going to say about Holly making that comment is it's like, yeah, I guess maybe people do think that Texas would somehow uh, have the better number in this series. And it's tied. It, she pulled up the stat. It was exactly she tweeted it. It is exactly the same 
they're tied 33 and 33 or something all time since uh, the rivalry's been in place. So I don't know if that's surprising people. It kind of surprised me. I thought that Oklahoma might have a few more because of their dominance in the early 2000s under Bob Stoops and then Lincoln Riley. But I do think uh, two great coaches. I don't know. But it's, I mean, kind of the narrative there, though, if I'm being honest, it makes it look like Texas is like a dynastic program, and Oklahoma's not. And Oklahoma was more so in the later years of the old Big 12 with, you know, Mizzou and Nebraska both in it. Oklahoma was much better than Texas. Texas only had really the one national championship year when they beat, um, who did they, was it USC? Am I tripping right now? Um... Yeah, right? So, the national title game was huge. and But it seems like they'll have, like, one or two good years on the, over the course of ten. And it's like we're surprised that that they aren't somehow, like, a, a juggernaut when they play Oklahoma. Oklahoma usually wins this game. Like, from – I was a kid. I always remember Oklahoma winning this game. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Maybe it's a narrative thing, but – um, you know, and without Lincoln Riley, who was Oklahoma, I get it. They're still ranked twelfth in the nation. They're still five and zero, two and zero in the Big Twelve, coming off a pretty big win at Iowa State, in which they put up a fifty spot. Um, jeez, seventy three points against Arkansas State, shut them out, seven three nothing, week one. I mean, OU is a good team, man, and I don't know what the Big Twelve championship looks like these days. I don't know how they do it. As far as, like, uh, do they have divisions? Look, I know it's their last year in it, but I at least like to understand. Um, 2-0, and 5 and 2-0, 5-0. I don't know. Could they play twice? Could they play in a Big 12 championship and and the uh, rivalry game tomorrow? If they can, this has potential to be played again uh, in, I guess, early December, late November. Early December, yeah. So if they have an opportunity to play this twice, um, they very well could. Looking at their schedules the rest of the way, not sure OU is going to lose again. If they, assuming they lose tomorrow, I'll put, I'll say Texas by a touchdown. I think they're really good. Um, you know that Bama game really kind of solidified them as a playoff team. Not sure OU is a playoff team. Um, but there's some upset potential along the way. I mean, they've, they've got to go to KU. Maybe OU somehow loses to KU. Maybe OU somehow loses to Oklahoma State. That's been an upset kind of game in the past. Um, West Virginia has been kind of an upset game in the past, although that is in Norman, so I'm not really sure about that. Look, BYU. they got to go to BYU, um, a team that just beat Arkansas. So why did they play BYU so much? BYU is in the Big 12. I did not even know that. Okay, well, you learn something new every day. And with that, I'm going to uh, I'm going to um, what's the word they use in the Senate? I'm going to uh, I'm I'm going to pass to the speaker from uh, I don't know. Listen, I'm just saying. Uh, with that, uh, my this concludes my weekly uh, weekly picks. I'm running out of saliva. And heart rate. I get I get charged up. People like I don't know. Somebody was telling me the other day, like, well, why well, you just watch Sports Center? Like because I enjoy podcasting, I think that there's still a way to make me, uh, you know, a pro uh, commentator, barstool guy, if you will. 
and uh, I'm not gonna just like stick to one thing when you can do good at multiple things like Tim Dillon said there's people that are good at stuff there's people that do great stuff and there's people that do a lot of stuff and I'm one of those guys all right good times god bless stay safe drink responsibly this weekend and call me if you need a ride maybe I'll drive for uber probably not too much I kind of want to have a good time myself you know can a guy do that every once in a while I hope all right